G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, always love to catch up with Ashley Saunders, National Director of Family Voice Australia, insights into the big issues that are going on, not just on our shores but around the world too. Ashley Saunders, welcome back to 2020. Uh, Good morning, Neil. Great to be with you again. Ashley, uh, let's get a few insights from you on some of the biggest issues. And, of course, there's probably no bigger issue in this last 24 hours than the Trump-Kim summit where North Korea apparently has committed itself to denuclearization. Uh, What are your thoughts on on how that summit has unfolded? Uh, It's very interesting that it's actually happened in the first place. And uh, uh, international commentary... Um, will will differ from whether it was appropriate uh, for the U.S. president to meet with um, the North Korean dictator or whether it was inappropriate. Uh, those who say that it was inappropriate would say, basically, uh, you, you shouldn't legitimise such a brutal dictatorship. Um, you, you shouldn't give them a seat at the table. Um, by meeting uh, with this fellow, you've actually legitimised, in some sense, uh, what is a... Now, not only a brutal dictatorship, but those who are listeners to, to your station, Neil, would know that from time to time there's reference and commentary about the plight of Christians in North Korea and what particular difficulties they face. Should, he, should Trump have even met with him? And yet, on the other hand, um, has the danger of legitimising um, meant that as a result of that meeting this week, the world might be in a better and safer place. They're the sorts of things that we need to consider when we look at um, the benefits and the cost of what happened in Singapore this week. As you say, depending on the news source that you might have been reading, it might actually shape the way you think about the summit, uh, because it looks on the face of it, for some, as though uh, it's all win-win for Kim, and uh, there's Trump, who's said uh, the war games with South Korea are provocative, and even agreeing with and using the sort of language that the North Koreans have been using uh, in the way that they've described US input around the Korean Peninsula. What are your thoughts there, Ashley? Uh, yeah, um, the commentary seems to suggest on that point that um, the big winners, if you use the expression winner to say, you know, who has gained the most from this summit, uh, the commentary suggests that the big winners are North Korea and China, because certainly the likes of South Korea and Japan uh, do not like uh, hearing the US president refer to uh, military exercises as provocative. And there's a certain sense in which South Korea and Japan believe that the U.S. presence in South Korea is actually something that, uh, if not guaranteeing their safety, at least uh, helps their safety. Um, And so, you know, what has been the cost? Uh, This is what's been happening in international relations around the world this week, that uh, alliances have been tested, Um, you know, former enemies uh, talking to each other, uh, former friends are, 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 are going through difficulties, and it's really hard to know 
whether you can actually have confidence in any particular world order, a world order that since the fall of communism uh, 20 or 30 years ago, you know, we thought we understood what the world was like, and now it's changing again. Well, yes, uh, the world order is changing, and uh, with Trump and the summit, uh, some are saying that for decades the approach hasn't worked, and uh, at least there is some level of breakthrough here. There was some commentary here on 2020 yesterday uh, suggesting that even as Kim Jong-un went back to North Korea, he may actually face pressure from the hierarchy in North Korea and even become an assassination target. Now, I'm not necessarily asking for your commentary on that, but uh, Kim may well renege on commitments, as his forebears have done previously, because even though he may be the brutal dictator in charge, no doubt there are forces that he still needs to uh, make sure that, the, that their, their voice is heard as well. And that's certainly what uh, the history of relations with North Korea have been, whether it's um, Kim Jong-un now or his predecessor, uh, his father and grandfather, there's been a history of making commitments and reneging on commitments. And uh, one thing we can be certain, maybe we can be certain of two things. The first is that uh, Kim Jong-un will do whatever he believes to be in his best interests. And the second we second thing we can probably be certain of is this and that is that if Donald Trump as the US president feels that he's been played um, then I would not want to be in the position of the North Korean dictator Yes and just a quick note as we wrap up this part of our conversation uh, that our Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull's given his endorsement to the Trump approach uh, and calling Trump a very persuasive, very powerful deal maker, and welcoming the outcome with caution. So there is a uh, condition there with caution. Uh, let's move on. There are some other big issues, uh, and it also includes Donald Trump because he's now suggested that Russia should be readmitted to the G7. Uh, because they were, in fact, expelled from the G8 uh, some years ago. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Trump's suggestion that they be readmitted? Uh, I, I find it amazing that while there is still discussion in the USA about whether or not Russia uh, intruded uh, into the, uh, the presidential race, that, um, that the US president is saying they've got to come back to the table. And yet at the very same time as he's saying they've got to come back to the table, UK um, is in fact considering further sanctions against Russia because of what the British people say they have found to be Russian involvement in uh, the poisoning of the, the ex-spy and his daughter uh, in Britain earlier this year. And so you know, you've got... You've got the U.S. saying one thing, you've got Britain saying another. Uh, and, and, and on a similar thing, uh, you've, you've got tensions between the U.S.A. and Canada uh, over trade war, and you've got uh, bickering going on there. And so it really is a time when people around Australia would say, well, just a moment, you know, uh, what, is, what is going on? And uh, can we have confidence uh, in anything? Uh, perhaps I would say this. And that is that the lesson that I get out of all of this is that we can never have confidence in nations, we can never have confidence in allies and treaties, but rather we can only have confidence in Jesus Christ. 
And the more complicated, more sophisticated and more messy that it looks, Ashley Saunders, uh, as Christian believers who have faith in God and and recognize that uh, the principles of uh, biblical wisdom aren't just for individuals but also for nations, uh, we can certainly uh, strengthen our understanding and our attitude to God being the one who has the whole world in his hands and he's the one we put our faith in. Uh, let's come closer to home because uh, another huge issue, uh, Malcolm Turnbull, uh, he's announced that he'll make a national apology to survivors of institutional sexual abuse. It'll happen on the 22nd of October and a pledge there to put child protection at the heart of action in response to the Royal Commission. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Prime Minister's commitment? I'm pleased that the Prime Minister has made that commitment. There's some political argy-bargy today about whether the former Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, should or should not be involved in that because of her role uh, in the Royal Commission when she was Prime Minister. Uh, regardless of that political argy-bargy, um, I think the announcement by the Prime Minister is a good one. And um, we as a nation need to take a stance and we need to very clearly say that um, sex with children is not OK. And as a Christian... Um, as I go around Australia, I find that there are uh, many Christians who, who feel that somehow or other um, our voice is, has been muted because of the way in which there have been revelations of church involvement or sometimes church cover-up. And yet, uh, with confidence, as a follower of Jesus, um, I can say that we can, we can thank Jesus, as Carl Fay says in um, Jesus the Game Changer, that we can, we can thank um, Jesus for the fact that, you know, we, we take the view that sex with children is not okay because this was radical, uh, radical teaching of Jesus that, uh, that this is not okay. And, uh, and so uh, we can stand proudly to say, yep, uh, there have been Christians and there have been churches that have done the wrong thing, but let's recognise the debt we owe to the changes that came into society because of the message of Jesus and his followers. Very insightful, Ashley Saunders. Uh, let me ask you uh, on a, a certain side note here, which does include the church, because the Prime Minister's called on churches uh, to put children's safety ahead of sacraments and tradition, including where sexual abuse is reported in during confession. Now, this is an interesting one because uh, not all churches have confession uh, in the way that the Roman Catholic Church does. Uh, and uh, there, of course, is resistance from the church to making that confessional anything but sacrosanct and not able to be violated. Uh, do you have a thought or two on the Prime Minister's call for the church to, to put children's safety ahead of those sacraments? Well, I think it, uh, the call from the Prime Minister makes sense that he has made that call. It is a very difficult thing to navigate because, as you say, there are some church traditions where, uh, where the confessional is involved and where the confessional is particularly sacrosanct. And what they say is that um, they won't actually get people to make honest confession um, if they suspect that what they say... Um, can be repeated to another person. So I certainly understand where 
where those traditions come from. But regardless of that, I guess I put my emphasis in that part of the book of Hebrews, which says that uh, we have in Jesus Christ our great high priest, and uh, I don't need to make confessions to a human priest. Uh, I have access to the Father through Jesus Christ, his Son, and he is the great mediator, um, as a result of whom I can boldly enter, as the book of Hebrews says, I can boldly enter the throne of grace. And, um, and so I think it behoves all Christians and all churches to examine uh, our position from a biblical point of view um, and to demonstrate that what we say about the value of children is what we practice. I think that's very important. Uh, Jesus himself said that uh, it's better for somebody to have a stone put around them and thrown into the water than to um, uh, lead a young one astray. And we need to take that teaching very seriously. And just one more issue before I let you go, Uh, an interesting one because uh, this one's close to home too. Uh, The Prime Minister's announced a deal to provide an underwater internet cable between Solomon Islands and Australia. And the reasons for that are quite significant because uh, the idea of heading off something that might be more sinister when it comes to the Chinese and the way that they might be having influence a little bit closer to our shores. Uh, What's your thought about this underwater cable? Uh, We've got to recognise that uh, Australia is treading a very fine line where China is concerned because we want their trade, but we want to be careful that we don't run into any security issues. And there's a sense in which what, how do we balance our trade issues with our security issues? Uh, how do we keep China as a, a, a wonderful trading partner but recognise that uh, the USA in many ways is our strongest um, security partner? And, uh, and so the history of this um, underwater cable, uh, as quickly as I can, is that um, a Chinese company was about to do it. Uh, China has been investing significantly um, in, uh, in nations around Australia. They want to expand their uh, economic and their military influence uh, around the South Pacific. And uh, when Australia heard what was being proposed, um, ASIS, uh, in fact, said that uh, there are security concerns as a result of which the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade came up with a counter-proposal, which is the one that's now going ahead. And, uh, and so we're really in the position where Australia has to invest wisely in the relationships we have around the South Pacific if we want to avoid the South Pacific becoming, I guess, more of the Chinese playground or territory like the South China Sea has become. Ashley Saunders, great insights and just, as we say, affirming why a segment like this is so important each week. Uh, the idea that we can talk through things from a biblical perspective because putting your faith in politicians to solve the issues of the world uh, doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense given that these are uh, human-driven factors. Uh, when we talk about what is stable, what is uh, real wisdom, what is unchanging, the same yesterday, today and forever, uh, that's where we can actually find true wisdom. And I thank you so much for your insights once again. And to remind listeners, you can go online at Family Voice Australia's website, fava.org.au, and you'll find resources there, uh, commentary on the latest issues as they are being discussed. And Ashley Saunders, always such good input. Thank you so much for your insights again today on 2020. 
Uh, it's good to be with you, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.